The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome to Finding Freedom Podcast. Got Tony Flores here out of Fresno, California. Tony, welcome. I, uh, I, we connected via online and we've been following each other for a while and you're, you're building something special yeah. there. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing out in, out in California? So what I'm currently doing here in California is, is doing, um, I'm doing the solar sales. Uh, I'm doing the ads. Right? I'm also doing door to door. And then I'm also going out closing them. Um, there's a group of us that are doing that here in Fresno. Um, we're looking to expand that. And um, that part I'm excited for. Um, right now we're just dealers, right? Soon we're going to be doing our own installs, which is, I'm really excited for I'm hoping today we can close one deal so we can at least get one officially in the book to do our own installs to start the new year off. Um, and, and honestly, that's, that's where, I, where I'm excited for right now with, with Fresno, Fresno in itself. Um, I'm very excited to do that. I, I'm so happy to be at that point um, that started back in April and May, you know, as you saw in that and following you too is, it's been one heck of a ride up until this point. Yeah, yeah. So like, they call it the solar coaster, and I we were talking a little bit before this, and you, you did IT what for fourteen years, right? Before this, what what made you decide to leave a very secure career, right? IT is going to be around for a very long time, and go to something as crazy as solar. What 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 was that shift? Um, for me, the shift was more about. My daughter, um, we have a, a special needs kid um, that requires a lot of attention and a lot of work. Um, she, she had a lot of problems early on. She looks like it wasn't going to make it there for a while, was in the ICU unit for four months, came home. She came home actually a week before Christmas um, that year, and we were excited. Um, she's four years old now. Um, she has a G-tube. And so she has to have um, feedings through, through a tube through her stomach. Um, so we have to, one of us has to be home with her and take her to and from school and keep an eye and make sure she doesn't get sick. Because it's usually, it's, it's admittance into a hospital. So the reason I'm saying that is because we, we used to live down in, in this nice area of Arcadia, California. And if people don't know it, Arcadia is a very well-off neighborhood. In, in California, down in Pasadena. Um, we needed to move and we needed to be in a spot where we can be able to do this for our daughter to take care of her. Um, my wife's a nurse. Um, she used to work nights. Part of the moving was for her to go back to days. Okay, yes, IT is great. Don't get me wrong. I, I made a name for myself in IT. Um, and when we moved up here, we're, we're getting help from my mother-in-law that's on the board of guilds for um, Valley Children's up here in Madeira. Um, so we can get in and out of appointments pretty quickly because of that. 
So they influenced us to look into buying a house up to Fresno and, you know, moving out here. So for me, it was coming out here, trying to find something that allows me to do IT from the side, and I couldn't. Every job I had was on a, a director level at the end. Um, so usually when they see that on your resume, they think a couple of things. One, you're overqualified. Two, why would you want this job? And three, why in the hell did you move to Fresno? <laughs> uh, so, so after a couple of months of uh, playing with that arena and getting shot down just because of the stuff I was trying to get and apply for, they just they wouldn't have it. I don't know why, for whatever reason. I even heard in one, one instance, a uh, uh, hiring manager for uh, agriculture IT position was telling me, um, <clears throat> well, you interviewed three times with us and did a great job, but we decided to go with somebody with less experience. I'm just like, are you joking me? Like, okay, I'm done. Um, I need to figure something out from home. And I need to be able to work on the days my wife's off. You know, because nurses don't work seven days, they work three, four, just depending on what they're doing. And then on those days off, I, I need to do something. Um, so for me, it was, we bought a house that had solar, right? So you know, the new house has solar. So it's kind of like, okay, I can maybe see, look into solar. Let me see what that's about. And let me start figuring out what the requirements are, licenses and all that. And let me, you know, dab my feet into it and, and see what happens. Um, so that's what brought me to Fresno in a nutshell was, was that, uh, yeah. And, that, and that's what's got, and that's what got the solar too. And so let me, let me get this straight. So you moved, you had a lot of family demands and you got into solar over those first few months, like trying to figure out how to make solar productive and successful. <laughs> <laughs> those first few months man was a lot of a lot of crash and burns and a lot of learning it was a lot of was a lot of um definitely challenging times it was it was the move itself for one <laughs> two getting established in a new area you don't know anybody i mean you don't know nobody right Three, going into a new profession that you don't know nothing about. Um, absolutely nothing. The dealer you work for is down in LA. There's nobody here in Fresno for you to collaborate with or learn from. So um, those first months was, was literally trying to come up with ideas, you know, door knocking, getting door slammed on you, getting understanding that. <laughs> That's a different type of level of mindset, man. I've been turned down in interviews and other things in the past, you know, but having doors just slammed on your face or people just don't want to even talk to you, see you and run away from you. Um, and then running into your competitors across the street with like 20 other people that they're out canvassing with because they dropped off a van full of canvassers. So you're by yourself and you're going, holy crap, did I make the right decision? You know? And it's just the, the digging in and just, I have to figure this out. This is it. So, so what, this is what it for me. Point, at what point did you get to where you're like, I made the right decision? Because there, there always comes a point where you're like, either going to check out or like, this works out. So when, when were you like, this was the right thing for me. I'm glad I went through all that to get where I'm at. 
I want to say was meeting my business partner, Robert Lee. Okay. Um, that day we met, we both met at it. We met, at, we met at a Denny's of all places. Um, and it was literally just, let's grab a quick bite to eat. Let's chit chat for a little bit, see what each other is doing and you know, just see if there's something we can do. You know, it'd be nice to talk to somebody in this area that's in this game. Um, that for me, after that meeting, I remember texting Robert and telling him, dude, with the combination of your skill set and what I'm about to start learning and doing, there's no reason why we can't collaborate and do something together. It then took me next, the following week, Robert introduced me to his installer that he worked for. And I didn't know it at the time. But when he introduced me to them, they wanted to pick my brain as far as like what I was up to or what I was coming into. What huh? was I doing? You huh? know, because here's this rep that just started and nobody knows nothing about, but he has these ideas and these concepts that he was trying. So that installer, apparently, I didn't know it at the time. I just found out maybe about a month ago. They came to see what I can do. And they came willing to offer me a full-time job. Uh -huh. Robert knew it. I didn't know it. Like I said, I just found out about a month ago. And it was just one of those things. Robert said, yeah, they were going to offer you a job. But I told him, no, hands off. Tony's mine. And me and him are going to do something big. <laughs> you know? So, um, but I've heard it from other owners at that time of the concepts and ideas of what I was trying to do to generate business. And come to find out that some of them were all on that same level. So by seeing that and meeting with Robert, I knew I was onto something. Now it was just tying in that missing piece. And that is how do I fine tune myself to be a better salesperson? Really, to be honest, you know, that's what it comes down to. You know, if I can get the leads and get the appointments, I need to be better. So I'm not crashing and burning like I was. Um, but I think at that point, Maybe that was like three months later, or maybe two months later, is when I realized this is that point where it's gonna click now. Nice, you know. Nice. And what was like from? Because I a lot of times we talk about the perspective of like it was hard, we worked, you know, we had to sacrifice a lot. But from your family's perspective, what was it? How was it a relief to them to like finally realize like, oh, this has actually paid off? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if that's, that's still an ongoing question, you know? <laughs> My wife too, just so you know, it's still ongoing. It's never, never complete, but. Yeah, it, it is never is complete. Um, but it's nice to be able to show spreadsheets and pipelines of this is what's coming in, you know, versus what have you been doing the past month? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you've been working on what? Because I don't see no income. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. uh, so, um, yeah, that I think is still going to be ongoing no matter what happens. <laughs> uh, but it's always nice to be able to show, here's what my projections are. Here's what I have in my pipeline. And here's what's due to be paid out. <laughs> you know, it's always nice to see that. Yeah. So you started closing deals, you started turning some heads. What were, what were those skill sets that you offered that were unique to others? That were like, where other companies were looking at you and be like, okay, that's something we need. 
Um, the skill sets were the acquisitions in <clears throat> my CPA costs. So, for example, when I was doing my own ads and going out and trying to close them, and when I was closing some of them, my CPAs were averaging around yeah, 75 to 110 bucks. Um, so CPA is cost per acquisition. Is that your, yep. Cost per acquisition. So let's say that one more time because I don't know if it's because that's pretty crazy. 75 to 75 to 110 at that time, not now, at that time. Huh? Um, it's still amazing. I, that's not your cost per lead. That's not your cost per proposal. That's your cost per acquisition. Acquisition. Sale. That's, yeah, that's, but I'm including all that in it at that price. You know? Yeah. There's been times where I turn on an ad and, and me and Daryl early on were bouncing ideas and, and Daryl was very instrumental in that part. He was helping me see a little bit of the light, not all of it, but helping me try to get my mind shifted that way. I mean, there was one deal where it cost me $2 and 35 cents and I was driving out to Porterville an hour and a half away to go close her out. You know, I had everybody excited, the mom, the daughter, everybody was excited. And it was just going to cost me $2 and 35 cents. It was going to cost me uh, a ring doorbell and a echo show. Yeah, that's it. That's all it was going to cost me. Yeah. You know, and then I ended up closing it. So I was just like, holy crap. I, I just made $3,500 off of this. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, perfect. So when I would go to other companies and then they were like trying to see if we would fit out, there was other times where some of the owners would be like, well, what's your CPA? Like, this is what my CPA is. What's yours? <laughs> You know, because theirs is obviously a lot higher, right? Because it's a thousand dollars, probably thousand, two thousand, easy yeah. in California. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of times when that started to happen. I started to realize also, like, hey, I'm onto something now. How can I dial this even more? Right? Uh -huh. There's always fine tuning. How can I fine tune? Cool. And so, then that's what led me to power eventually. So, so, like, so, tell us a little bit about power. So. Yeah, you started you with Robert, and now, well, and, and then you got into power. So, what what's your journey there? Like, what do you what did you start out with, and where has that led you to? So, with power, <clears throat> it started out with Bobby Smith reaching out to me, and I think Bobby reaches out to everybody he sees in the groups. To be honest with you, because he doesn't even remember who's who at times. Uh, he reached out to me, and I kind of like ignored him. I was like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I've ignored him. Um, and then one day, Melissa Dawson reached out to me. And I was like, okay, this doesn't seem like a person that's just going out blasting people to recruit. Let me, let me talk to her. Um, and then after talking to her, we started off our own, like, kind of lead gen Red Robin kind of a deal with a couple of other people um, in Florida. Um, so we were trying to figure out how we can do it. And then I started to see people in there that were in solar for two to three years, right? In this group that she had kicking ideas off. And then at this point, I was already starting to come in full term with the digital marketing aspects and the knowledge just from putting in the time, a couple of months at this point, um, I started bouncing ideas off of them. And a lot of them were like, holy crap, where in the hell did you get this guy? Where in the I never heard of this stuff. Is that possible? And it wasn't until I produced one that was over 110 panels. Um, so it was 100 and 
I think after financing about $125,000, um, wasn't until then after that, when I saw that and that was on a $20 a day budget, I told Melissa, I'm going to take this to another level and I'm going to grow an organization in power. And she kind of laughed at me. And, um, I, I literally, and I'm not going to lie to you <clears throat> for kicks on a Thursday night, when I was watching Thursday night football, I just said, screw this. And I remember telling my business partner, telling Robert specifically, <clears throat> I'm going to do something. You're going to have to get the infrastructure around me. If not, Melissa's going to. I'm going to put you both to work. And I'm, I'm not going to sit back no more. So I picked a $20 a day campaign to run in Texas. The whole entire state. So it wasn't like dialing down the niches. It was, I'm kicking it off the whole entire state. And within the first 18 hours, there was over 36 leads. Then it just grew and grew and grew and grew to where Melissa said, we need to get a call center. <laughs> we need to get a call center for this. Um, whatever you're on, you're on to something big. Um, it got to over, <clears throat> I think I want to say about 580 from October, the end of October to December 10th. Huh. Um, we even have more than that, but I'm just talking about this one specific campaign. Um, and it was coming in around $2 and 26 a pop. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we, we took it cause again, this was just me being a smart ass in a sense, just trying to say, screw you guys, watch what I'm going to do. I learned that certain markets are certain ways in there. So then it came down to find dialing those suckers down. Right. So it got to the point now we were getting them around $2 and 56 cents, mm -hmm. but we're still hitting in those markets. And now we're just being a little bit more strategic. Um, but that was, that was my early power journey. And it was hopping on the call with Eduardo with Melissa and then realized, Holy crap. Did I just do something in order to get Eduardo's attention? Williams, <laughs> you know, all those guys, because apparently now they're seeing it. You know, Melissa's trying to figure out how we can go ahead and go in there and close them, you know, because this is something we're both going to benefit from. Yeah, so um, that, so that leads to <clears throat> a huge, huge impact. What would you say, Tony, like for someone that's not natively from like the solar or even sales industry, what skills have you been able to utilize that have helped you be so successful so quickly? I think the skills is just – Honestly, just putting the ego to the side and learning from people flat out, being able to take criticism. Okay. You know, that's the biggest thing is hearing from Robert saying, dude, you're not solid in yet. You're not. I hate to break it to you. You're not there yet. You know, and it's fine. That's taking that and saying, okay, you're right. How can I get better? Right. Not taking the back step and saying, no, you're wrong. And this is why, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's having that mindset of saying, okay, let me step back and reevaluate it. And then let me ask the question of how I can become better. Right. Um, same thing with the lead gen stuff. It's many times failing too on that stuff too. And then, and then going back to the Daryl's and the Russell's of the world and saying, what am I doing wrong? You know, how can I become better? You know, how do I get this better? And then them critiquing the, the crap out of my stuff. And nitpicking and finding the holes, 
so I can then fill those in and get it dialed into where it should be. Yeah. You know? Um, but that's, yeah, that's the mindset I had to have was just being humble and just understanding that I'm not going to know it all. I need to try to learn every day. So is that, every day. is that a skill that just comes natively to you or something you've had to develop all the time? Cause like, just like to bring it back, like when you're a kid in school and you get like the third place or eighth place art trophy, you're like, Oh man, I don't want to do this anymore. It sucks. Right. And so you find something right. naturally we want to avoid that pain of critique, but it seems like you've been able to like accept it. So what have you done to help like get over that initial, Oh, that sucks. It hurts. But yeah. hurts. Um, honestly, just right now it's the family drive, right? It's, okay knowing I have to provide for them. So I have no choice but to swallow everything and accept it and just learn that they are depending on me. So I have no choice. You know, there's, it's either put up or shut up for me. <laughs> you okay. know, um, it's taking that criticism. I've had that all throughout my life. You know, everything I've done, oh, you can't do that. You, you can't do this or you can't do that. And it's always been taking that, understanding it and figuring out how can I do it and how can I prove them wrong, right? But it's also understanding that I can't think that way. I also take the criticism and then use it in a positive light and doing the whole like mindset of this is where I need to get to. If I'm going to get there, I have to understand what these people that are already there telling me. I can't go back to the people that are on my level and complain about it. It's not going to get me nowhere, right? I mean, this is the way it is in life. You're not going to get any better if I don't go out and learn from them and do exactly what they're telling me to do. <clears throat> so I think part of that was just accepting that, you know, and, and coming to a conclusion, even from an earlier part in life, just this is what I need to do in order to be successful in any venture in life. Um, and then putting the time, you know, just putting in time and to doing what I have to do to get this stuff done. Well, let, let's define that. Cause some people, yeah, I've interviewed hundreds of people. So, They'll say, I'll put in the time, we'll do the hard work. And then they actually hit the grind and like their grind's not my grind, you know? So when you say right. put in the time, Tony, define for me, what do you mean by put in the time? Put in the time I mean is you find, you, you structure your day, okay. right? So for me, early on, my days consist of around this time of the day, I'm out door knocking until the sun goes down, okay? What can I do after that on my downtime? You know, read up, research, start learning from my mistakes I just did that day. Start figuring out how I can go ahead and get new stuff up and running. How can I, how can I get ads running? How can I get free ads running? How can I get the word out there during the nighttime? Because I'm not out knocking doors. I'm not out doing any presentations. What else can I do with my time to better myself? right so what i mean by putting in the time is learning from everybody else take bits and pieces find what you can relate to and how you can improve that process and make it into your own right um i've done that with every job i had in my life that's how i was able to grow was literally putting in the time if i went home after work it was putting in the time to learn vms server configurations networking protocols how at one point having servers at my house and switches and configuring them you know just going home and then just putting in that time 
you know, just trying to just stay up as much as I could. And then once I got to that point, then it was trying to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, I, I was, it's funny because I actually had, we were at a Christmas party a little while back and there was a lawyer there and he was talking about how he hated to talk about work outside of work. And he could tell like he hated work. And <laughs> he wasn't advancing his career. He was really miserable. And it was really interesting because like, I just kind of chuckled and was like, dude, like you're doing it all wrong. Like if you actually found something you're passionate about, like maybe your life would be a little bit better. You know, and I think- yeah like having this conversation with you, like you find a way to make sure that your work turns into a passion that like the extracurricular, not just while you're at work. And so that is a huge, like huge difference maker in your ability to make an impact for yourself and for others in the business that you're running, you know? So um, that, that being said, like, what are you guys doing right now? So right, well, so RTZ Energy, that's the company you guys are working, building right now. What are you doing right now to build that? And like, where's it at right now? Where's it going to go? So RT Energy is a dealer group that we, me, Robert, and Zach started. Um, RTZ Energy will remain a dealer, a dealer group. Um, we are moving in another direction as well, where we're doing our own thing here um, and we're trying to come up with the final name but for right now we're calling it charged up energy and that is a combination with um, myself and four other business partners Robert and Zach, Oleg and Ivan um, each one of us bring different things to the table as of Monday we solidified and got all, all of our financing in, in order um, so here in California and technically starting as a Monday, we can start going out doing our own sales and start doing our own installs. Um, today's our first day. We're going to go out, start grinding. Come next Monday, we're driving down to LA and we're starting training for our reps down in LA and, and getting them out on the ground running too. So we're starting from Los Angeles area up to Fresno area. Those in between areas is going to be an area that we're going to be marketing and targeting and going out there and just um, killing our own deals and, and doing installs and then obviously try to grow the company. Um, with that being said, we were lucky enough to have a lot of good things go our way. Um, you know, it, for people that want to get to this level, you usually have to build up 500 or to a million dollars worth of bank account money to show like we have enough money. So the finance companies will want to work with you. The Lone Pals, the Sonovas, the Mosaics of the world, right? They require a lot of financials in order for you to get it. RTZ didn't get to that level. Um, we got basically handed us a franchise with no money out of pocket, basically, in a sense, what we were discussing about earlier. And um, we're, we're going to just take that and run with it now. Um, the idea is to have a couple of dealers in there to start to get us going and then we're gonna have a couple of digital markers myself included and we're just gonna start flooding the market right now while people still are on break in Fresno winter time people don't knock people don't go on do sales they're they're off vacationing in Hawaii or wherever the case is right there in Utah on the on the mountains enjoying their winter breaks and 
snowboarding and skiing. Well, all those guys or girls are all doing that. We want to hit the ground running. Come springtime, we're already dialed in. You know, we're already one step ahead. Again, it's, it's sustain ahead of that curve, just having that philosophy of we just got to keep this going and move it, you know. Um, so that's what, that's what we're doing differently. Uh, I know I see in a lot of groups, a lot of people are on vacation and they're having fun and all that jazz stuff, which is fine. You know, nothing wrong with it. But for us, seeing that we're just starting out, we need to, like, hit the ground now. Um, so RTZ Energy will also still be in business. Um, it'll be doing all of the out-of-state stuff um, that we have currently going on, and it will remain a dealer model for us. Cool. So, so one question I have with all this is: Don't you just feel like you're juggling so much, or you're just that's part of the grind? That's part of the grind. I mean, it, like I said, it, we didn't think we were going to get to this point. We we tried to partner up with other person. I won't say who names, but it didn't work out. Um, and we're grateful for that. Honestly, at that point in November, December, we were starting to turn our attention back and like, okay, let's just build it up and let's just do it our own. And again, it was just people reaching out to us. Like, hey, you guys are doing something. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, so it, another opportunity fell on our plate. Yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, well, that's on our plate now. So what do we do with it? You know, like, what do you do? You take those meetings, right? You have to, you have to explore them. And then it just, everything just started to fall back in place again. So it's kind of like, okay, well, I, I guess we're kind of grinding different that avenue again now. Um, and like I said, and then Monday hit and it was kind of, it was a blessing in disguise. I remember looking at Robert and just saying, I can't believe that our vision that we had that day at Denny's is actually coming to life now, yeah. you know? Like it's here, it's, it's here now for us to take. Um, so it was a very good thing to see, but now it's, oh crap, now we have to execute. <laughs> you know, now we have to go out and execute it. We have, you know, time is of the essence now. Um, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a lot, of, it's a lot more grinding now. It, it's, it's the group chats with the um, new business partners to like example, to like last night up until midnight, you know hammering out what we got to look for and putting out ads for hiring people now and getting that stuff all off the ground, start setting up the interviews now for the, for the jobs we need to fill now. Um, you know, so <clears throat> it's a different type of grind. Um, kind of got the RTZ out of state dialed in now. So at that point is it's maybe an hour or two a day nice. of my time. Nice. So that's kind of getting dialed in. Um, and then here locally now it's just is the grind is with this company right now. That's where the mind the mind shift is. Good, good. Well, Tony, this has been a really good chat for people that are listening to this and they're like, okay, I really like that digital marketing thing. Or maybe they're just like, I'm looking for an install partner that's going to help provide me some training and culture, or, or locally in California. What kind of people are you looking for? To partner with because obviously you've done very well at doing that whether it's robert or these other people you've mentioned one who are you looking for and two how do they get a hold of you so as far as <clears throat> dealers um what i'm looking for is is people that are just as hungry as me okay uh, and i'm looking for people that 
want to make a difference, first of all, in changing people's life by going solar. Um, number two, I want this to be a passion of theirs, right? Or people that are willing to take it to that level and make it their passion like I did. Um, four, to be honest with you, I'm looking for new, young, and thirsty blood, no matter the age. I'm not going to say, give me a young cat that's just hungry to make money. No, I want somebody that this is going to be their passion. This is going to be their livelihood. And they take it serious. You know, I want those type of people, which is like my business partners. I want those type of people around. Um, for dealers, it's, it's, to be honest with you, to start, it's going to be who can get me the volume right now and who can help us grow. And then in return, we're going to reward you for that, right? We're going to give you lower EPCs. We're going to offer some incentives where we can go ahead and be like, okay, you did this X amount of volume. Here's an extra something for you, you know, so that way you would want to continue to do business with us. It's then taking our sales team and growing that out internally, getting that off the ground. So we can kind of eliminate the dealer model. So keep it going, but we can have in-house going like Infinity, Vivint, all those guys have. Um, the good thing about that part is Robert <clears throat> helped started Infinity. So we have connections with the owners. So which is good about that is we can pick their brains at any time. And Robert knows how they built it. So it's just putting those pieces in place and finding those people to help grow our culture to help them understand what our vision is and where we want to take it and see if it meshes well, right? I had this one IT director tell me flat out in an interview, one of my very first jobs, came in the room, gives me a piece of paper, tells me, draw me the first thing that comes to your mind. I was like, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, no, seriously, draw the first thing that comes to your mind. I'm like, oh, okay, I drew a stick figure. I was like, I don't know, like, what do you want, you know? like. Only talk computer uh, server. I, I don't know what you're trying to get. And his 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 idea behind that was, I can find anybody with the right skill set to do this job, but I want to make sure they can mesh with my people and work with the people I have in place because I can train anybody to do this job. But I need people that are going to fit in my organization. There was times he even went to interviews and he had people tell him tell. Him, Tell me the first thing that comes to your mind or tell me a joke, you know? And if they bombed or if it, it was, they were trying to be too, whatever the problem was, he would tell them, okay, bye. Uh -huh. You know, cause he wanted people that were going to fit into his culture. Mm -hmm. So it helped me see early on that getting, having your culture and finding the people that fit your culture is what you need. You know, he never had turnover. He never had turnovers. Uh -huh. You know, his, his turnover ratios were practically zero. Because of that, you know, he was building his group out of the 125 people, his group of 60 was just going to be people that fit his culture Yeah, and how he had it set, you know, and he's right. Yeah, I can, I can teach anybody um, later, later down the road. I, I went to go interview with him for an, at another bank and um, it wasn't even an interview, dude. It was literally hanging out in the parking lot while he was smoking a cigarette. And then we went to lunch and then we come back from lunch. He goes, all right, when do you want to start? <laughs> you know, um, but it, it's defining your culture and then finding the people that are going to fit that culture. Nice. Nice. Cool. Well, I appreciate you taking time to do this, Tony. Guys, 
RTC Energy, or if you just look up Tony Flores on Facebook or LinkedIn, any of those platforms, he's very active on there. Especially if you're looking for something like, obviously in this interview, you've seen that he can really develop leads in the digital marketing space as well. So even if you're in the digital marketing space, and you're generating leads for someone, still hit him up and be like, hey, how's this solar thing work? Like he's, he's obviously been more than gracious to come on here and, and talk about that. So don't be afraid to reach out and, and contact him if you have questions about that. Tony, anything else you want to wrap up with? Um, just like to say, if you have any questions, you know, yourself, Cody, or anybody out there, like you said, do not hesitate to ask. Even if it's something I can help with you, if you're having problems or you're having frustrated with door knocking or, or how to build your culture or how do I do ads, reach out and ask. I, I've, I've helped a lot of people and I do it just in some cases just because you know, I was there. I was there in those trenches. I under, I completely get it. I understand it, you know. Um, and anything I can do to help people in return is I'm grateful for because you never know when it's going to come back and pay it forward. Like it did for me on Monday, you know. Yeah. Part of paying it forward, it came back in different ways for us. Um, so, yeah, just don't hesitate. Reach out. I, I'm more than happy to answer any question it is. It could be I don't color of your car. I don't, I don't, whatever it is, you know, or, <clears throat> or talk to me about geofencing and how your lead gens are different than others, or I'm doing it this way, but it's not working. You know, it's let's carve out an hour if I can, and let's do zoom and let's go through it. Let's figure it out. I'll help you figure it out. All I ask in return is just tell me how it worked for you. You know, and that way I, I know, okay, that did work. Maybe I can try it in my market, you know? Um, so, you know, definitely open to chat with anybody that needs help or just wants to talk business or, you know, just, you know, quick chat. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Pay, pay it forward. I, I like that. Well, but, and then the end on that note, happy new year, Tony and happy new year, everyone else. Likewise. <laughs>